welcome to Book Bays and Bubbles. This is our first author interview episode, our new interview series. And I'm really excited uh, to welcome Mary Elizabeth to the podcast and talk about her books and life and everything that's going on. How are you doing, Mary? What's what's new with you? Oh, good. Um, nothing new, you know, in California. So we're still on lockdown for the pandemic. Um, so yeah, nothing new. Just trying yeah, to get through this. I know people are like, oh, what are your plans this weekend? What are you doing? And I'm like, nothing, nothing. The, cha- the yeah. answer never changes. Yeah, nothing so. in California at all. Yeah. So. Except for I did just see that Sacramento gets to kind of open up again, but I'm Southern oh. California, so nothing for me. Yeah, um, I was just telling Mary that uh, Cara is in the process of moving states to Arizona. And I was like, what Ari- what's Arizona like? And she's like, well, everything's open. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that, that's new. <laughs> no, yeah, we went. In fact, the last time I ate at a restaurant was I went to Arizona in July for a wedding and we went out to eat. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it. I miss <laughs> right? <laughs> I've just I've been doing my round of like catch up phone calls. And I go I've been telling friends like I never knew I would uh, miss restaurants so much or miss I know. Going, to, uh, going to bars and stuff. I don't I, those weren't my thing really most recently. <laughs> and yeah. now I'm like, I think I took it all for granted. Like that's how I'm how I'm feeling. I mean, totally. we're almost a year into it. So I think we're allowed to be <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. kind of hurt. <laughs> I really miss the movie theaters. Oh, like, yes. Yes. I would love, I would love to go to a movie. I would love popcorn and a movie mm-hmm. and just like a date night. Like, honestly. Yeah. That sounds so good. Soon. <laughs> I keep telling everyone soon and they're like, okay. I go, I promise. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's dive into it. So, you know, we talked a little bit before and I, I know a little bit about your history and stuff like that. Um, you just came out with Tramp and mm-hmm. you've been writing. How long have you been writing? When when was the, what year was that? I mean, I, I started writing when I was 23 years old and I started off writing Twilight fan fiction. So that's how amazing. I, yeah, that's how I got my start. Um, so gosh, when was that? I'm 36 now, so it's been a while. Yeah, um, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but then um, the first thing I ever published was Dusty, and that was, what was that, like 2013? I was about to say, I feel like, so I started puppy, uh, I started publishing in 2013, and I feel okay. like I remember seeing Dusty out in 2013, feel yeah. right. Um, uh-huh. I feel like that was one of like the big booms. That's kind of when it all felt like it yeah, was really yeah. taking, really getting off the ground. Yeah, it was. It was then. And I want to say in Dusty at that point was already maybe like three years old. So yeah, Dusty's old. Dusty, but yeah, that was the first thing that I published. So we did Dusty Innocence, Dusty Delinquent. And then after that, I did True Love Way, which was also originally a Twilight fan fiction. And then Closer and Severed. Those were two. Um, Low was my first original, and of course, Tramp, Parlet, and Criminal will all be original too. Yeah, that's awesome. So, were you posting mm-hmm. on fanfiction.net? That's like the most popular one. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Was fanfiction. Totally. Yeah. So, it's a funny story because I, so I had my kids really young, and um, I used to stay home, you know, until they went to kindergarten. And so, I was a big reader. So, I read Twilight, right? Like everybody else did then. Same. And um, I remember finishing it, and I was like, "Oh my god, I wish there's more!" You know, so I go online on my on my BlackBerry, actually. Oh, <laughs> and I, Blackberries, I right? <laughs> <laughs> and I googled it, and I came across like this one shot of like this Twilight fanfiction, and that was it. I was hooked. After that, it just took over my whole life, and actually. <laughs> changed my life I guess you know yeah for sure it's so funny I was going over these questions with my boyfriend recently and the topic came up with fan fiction and he told me this hilarious story how he will he was reading Harry Potter and he was really eager for like the next book and for some reason he googled it or something and he thought he had gained access to this new book to this new book (laughs) and he read it and he said that it was he liked it so much but he did think that it was a little raunchier than the other books to find out that when he finished it it wasn't actually a Harry Potter book that had come out and I was like are you kidding me he's like no I honestly argued with people over like the plot at some point and then I realized like no the book's not out yet I was reading a fan fiction so I literally just found that out about a week yeah. ago and I was like fan fiction is a thing um 
Tell us a little bit. I, I feel like a lot of readers don't know that there's actually a good chunk of authors who started in fan fiction. You're one, oh, uh, E.L. James, yeah. Christina Lauren. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. I, we had an episode where we kind of uh, talked about uh, our secret. Because I feel like fan fiction, people keep it a secret at first. And then yeah. like eventually you just like can't keep it a secret anymore yeah <laughs> I mean I, I mean yeah all those authors that you mentioned I mean we all kind of did it all at the same time you know I'm thinking Helena Hunting Deborah Anastasia oh, I Helena started with fan fiction yeah, too. Uh-huh. Wow. so we were all in the thick of it together and I think I want to feel like I feel like we all started self-publishing all around the same time kind of when Twilight was over all the movies had been out um and it was start the fan fiction was starting to like die off a little bit and then self publishing had just started to take yeah, off. Yeah, boom. And and it was it was a really easy transition from, you know, writing and posting it on fanfiction.net to Amazon and Barnes and Noble and you know, it was just a really easy transition for all of us. And yeah, I mean Anna Todd, I know she wrote yeah hers was like uh one direction fan fiction I mean, yeah I her now you know I so. forgot that that's a big one too yeah, that's a huge one so i didn't realize so your first two books were um reworkings of your fan fiction yes uh-huh so oh, i didn't realize um so dusty was actually my last fan fiction that I ever no that's not completely true it was my last completed fan fiction that i wrote um and i honestly didn't have intentions of publishing it um just because of the way it ended and I I had really just like I wasn't that happy with it um but then the alleged plagiarizing thing happened and it just kind of fell into my lap um and but I'm I'm thankful now because I I love publishing I love self-publishing and and if it wasn't for self-publishing I mean I don't I can't imagine I'd still be writing Twilight fan fiction, you know, so yeah. who knows if I would be writing at all. Yeah, so how did your fan fiction experience transpire into becoming a romance author? It, was it just kind of, you said it was sort of a fluid transition where it kind of just made sense? It did, yeah, it did make sense. And, I, and I've and i always been a reader. I've, I've always loved reading. Um, and so, but I never thought of myself as a writer. And honestly, when I first started it, I didn't even know what I was doing like I just went for it I had no respect for <laughs> punctuation and spelling or anything you know that's, but that's kind of the great learned. part of fan yeah. fiction is it's like you can like there's no it's like now as an off as authors we have all these like rules and regulations publishing yeah, books totally. but it was kind of fun writing fan fiction and being like you know what this can be a mess there doesn't have to be perfect commas I'm just gonna write the story that's in my head oh 100 percent And I think Twilight was just so perfect for that, you know, because, um, I mean, I don't think I ever wrote like a vampire Bella and Edward, but like Bella and Edward were just like, everybody wanted to be in love with Edward and everybody wanted to be Bella. And so to take them and mold them into what I, you know, what I pictured or what I would like fantasize about, I mean, it was just so easy. And, um, I think that's why it was that that's I think that's why so many authors came from that world, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, because like we named we named a bunch of them and it's it, they were just so easy to love and write about. And so um I mean I could I wish I could write now like I did then. I used to write like <laughs> shit, like twenty thousand words a day, you know. I think about <laughs> it all the time, actually. All the time. I go, how the heck did I write? Mm-hmm. 10 to 20,000 words a day. And it was yep. like, oh yeah, like life was carefree. I didn't have yeah. deadlines and there was nothing writing mm-hmm. on it. And actually like a big conversation I have with my writing friends all the time is how do I tap back into that same passion? Because I know I can do it because I did it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, and it's like getting in that same zone. And um, I just, I, I like, I, <laughs> I desperately wish for yeah. those, those times. I, I feel like it's almost it's being carefree. I think that's got to be it. Like that's kind of what oh, I've deduced. It's, it's this element of being carefree that allows you to just go, I'm going to write and I'm going to write for me. Yeah. I mean, it was a, just such a special time. Like I, it's just, I don't think it's been, it's happened again since then, you know, for like, yeah. I mean, there's still fandoms out there, you know, yeah. and even the twilight, I still see like when I go on Twitter, I still see people write 
Twilight fan fiction, but there is just something about those early 2000s that yeah. just, it was just such a special time for a lot of us. And I miss it. I, I mean, I used to go to the, um, to the movie premieres. I actually slept in LA, like in a tent. No way. That's and, awesome. Yeah, I swear. And um, I met, Robert Pattinson and uh, Kristen Stewart. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> so I remember, I remember doing like the movie theaters. We were talking about missing movie theaters where they would yeah. like uh, do those marathons right before the movie came out. And me and my oh, roommate yeah. at the time, we would we would go and bring all of our blankets and then like spend an entire night watching Twilight movie after Twilight movie in the theater until like the new one came out. And yeah. it was awesome. It was awesome. Right. Yeah. I, I, my son and I just watched all the movies like two weeks ago. That's amazing. I was like, yeah, these are a little cheesy, but I still love still them like so it. much. <laughs> I mean, I call it a guilty pleasure, but like, I mean, I call it a guilty totally. pleasure because everyone else does, but I'm like, I still like it. <laughs> yeah, like, although, me did too. you read Midnight Sun? We did an episode on it just recently, but did you? I did. I listened to your guys' episode. I, I read it and I mean, I I liked it because like, I feel like it's betrayal to say that I didn't, you know? True. Yeah, I see. <laughs> like the tone just was a little off. Yeah. You know, I just... For me, I just... I, I think what I wanted the most, because I really was excited about that, was I just wanted more of what I didn't get in the exactly. first book. That's all. Like, I think that if, like, I feel, I know I was, we were super harsh on the book, uh, but yeah. that was the element that I think I missed out on. I was just wanting a lot of more of unseen Edward perspective rather than yeah. the same scenes from his perspective, mm. but say love you whatever it's okay yeah. Stephanie Meyer. I'll probably still read every next book no lie oh 100 yeah. we all were yeah know. it's in our blood so if you had to you know back in the day if you had to because I, I didn't realize that you had made this into a book but what would be your elevator pitch for that twilight fiction span fiction you know if you could like bundle it up into a sentence and we're pitching it to readers who would love to read this what would it be like if they were to read it like as fan fiction yeah yeah, yeah. Let's let's go back in time. And if you were to read it as fan fiction, how would you pitch it? Just for fun. Jeez, I don't even know. <laughs> like, I mean, if you like Edward, great... you'll like this. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the that's the thing about it. Like, like I was saying, like at the core, okay, it's we go into you know reading fan fiction as Edward and Bella. Okay, we love them already, but look at how many different things that fan fiction authors did at the time with those characters. Completely. You know, they like are literally everything. Yeah. Like they could be anyone, you know. It's true. So, it's like the template. They created this yeah, awesome template. Exactly. It's hard to put it into like a box because it's just it's it's impossible. Yeah, completely. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about your new book. So I you just came out with Tramp. I know you've been writing since 2013. Um, one thing um that I really identify with is that you know you took a break from writing for a little bit. I too took a break from writing. And so like you're mm -hmm. the only other author that I kind of know that has, I mean, I'm just getting back into it. So um, that took a break for a few years and you came out with Tramp and it's awesome, Mary. Like I really loved reading it from start to finish. I think it was really a banger to come out with. I think you said it was about three years, um, the first book you've released in three years. So what inspired yeah. this sort of resurgence um, with this story? Yeah, you know what I had, um, I feel like authors and you know we joke about writer's block like like it's no big deal you know but I think we, a lot of us confuse writer's block with like a lack of inspiration and what mm -hmm. I had was genuine writer's block like after I finished what did I write I mean I struggled through getting through Sever which was the last book that I published before Tramp um I, I that even that book took me almost a year to write um but but when it came time to start Tramp, and I had already had the outline done, I had, you know, I had the, I was not uninspired. I just literally could not write. Um, no matter how many times I sat down, I mean, I couldn't do it. It got to the point where, like, I turned off my computer and, like, I put it in a closet because I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, it's just, yeah, I, it just wasn't there. And then it just, it literally just came back to me one day. It, I, nothing I did between when the writer block started and when it ended, like nothing I did between helped. 
Yeah. Sometimes it's just um, like timing and life and sometimes just the stars aligned and you're like, I I know I'm ready. I remember like going through that hiatus. I I almost actually give you a hundred percent kudos of hiding your computer because I would leave mine out (laughs) and it would just like glare at me and I would do everything but right. Mm -hmm. And I would say, Oh, I'm going to get back into it. And I do just, just anything but that. And um, I had some friends giving me a hard time about it and they're like, they'd be like, bitch, you need to sit down. (laughs) Right. I know. I know. I, I, I feel it. I totally do. And then I did kind of the thing where I was like, I'm just not going to do anything and I'm going to focus on stuff. And then, um, and then bit by bit, it was like, okay, I'll just, I I tried, I feel like word counts are almost my enemy. A lot of times people are like, what's Mm -hmm. your daily word count going? I was like, uh, shoot me. Um, yeah. But so like bit by bit, I would be like, okay, I'm going to write, I have this story. I want to write it. I would do like, just kind of sit down and I'd be like, okay, I only wrote 500 today, but that's okay. And then I would write mm-hmm. and then I'd be like, oh, my God, I wrote 2000. How did that even happen? It felt like yeah. a miracle. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Wow. But I, I, it almost was like, oh, wait, I, I am a writer. I can find this passion again. I've got the story. Um, and now is a good time. But I, I totally feel you on the like, it's it's just like you just don't have it in you. And sometimes no, people nothing. ask like, you, you're like, I don't have an answer for you. I just can't right now. And usually those people yeah. are non writers. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. my parents were the ones going, are you writing? And I would explain yeah. to them and I go, it's not having being a writer and having like a creative like job essentially it's I can't do it as on a dime I I keep hearing about these authors who can treat their writing like a job and I really wish I could do like Mm. the nine to five and just shell out books but I I think I've come to terms with like I'm not that person necessarily I want to be and maybe when I get back into it fully I can come out with more books but right now I feel like I'm happiest writing books on my own time and I want to keep it that way I want to be happy because I don't want to go back to not writing for three years because I'm trying to remind myself I love it this is I do love it yeah, totally. So, and like I said, in and, and that time that I wasn't writing, um, it was like nothing. And then all of a sudden it came back to me and it was like floodgate, like Tramp. I finished most of Tramp in maybe like eight weeks, like awesome. the most of it. Like it just, it, I was writing 5,000 words a day and it was, and it was nothing. Like it was just so easy. Um, and it felt great. And I felt like I, I wrote a quality book, you know, like I'm really happy with Tramp and I'm, I'm happy with the way that the readers have um, taken it, you know, it, it seems like I've grown in that even like, so I didn't like lose anything other than my productivity in the three years that I wasn't writing. Um, but I, I've also come to accept that, like, because in that three years, like I didn't, I didn't write, but I also didn't like disappear entirely. Like I, I still stayed up to date with the book world and, you know, and it, this stuff moves fast. So fast. Yeah. Um, so cool. I think that by, by keeping my relationships with other writers and with my readers and um, that helped, but I, it also helped me realize that like, I'm not a formula writer. And I think trying to put myself into that box of being like girl meets boy, they fall in love yeah. happily ever after. Like, trying to to fit myself into that I think it really hindered me a lot yeah Um, I I feel you on that definitely it's it's hard not to compare yourself to and especially authors you know we all lean on each other and we all ask each other for help and we create these relationships so here I am I'm writing one maybe two books a year and then so and so is writing 12 you know they come out with a a book a month and I'm just like (laughs) you start comparing you know you start comparing yourself and you're like okay so I think that's how it kind of started. And then it just like went blank for me. But now I've accepted, okay, I don't count my word count every day. If I sit down and I write 100 words a day, like I'm happy. At least I wrote it because last year I wrote zero words a yeah. day, you know, and um, I don't write formula. And so by not writing formula, like it's not that easy. Like I don't get to just change names yeah. and write the same book over and over again, you know, and which is fine. I mean, there's a, there's a market for Completely. that, but it's not me. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, my goal is to, this year I'm going to finish Harlot. So spring for Harlot. Which I'm excited and then for. Fall for. Yeah. And then fall for criminal. And I feel like if I do that, I'm going to be like 
so proud of myself. <laughs> you know? First because off, like, writing a book is hard. <laughs> I feel like we need to remind ourselves yeah, that writing is a book hard. is super hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, no matter, even if you have a format, like whatever your deal is, like writing a book is hard. Like I keep seeing like reels and TikToks where people are like, oh, if I had the time, I would write a book. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this yeah. is really yeah. hard. It's not, it's not easy. And this isn't like, I don't only do this, you exactly. know, like I, I'm, I'm a hairstylist too. So this is like only part-time me and the other. Yeah. And like you have a family and there's other things going on. So it's like finding the time, you know, too. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, trying to find a routine is, is helping a little bit, but yeah, I'm with you. Like I work a day job and then I'm tired. So that's, that's the hard part. And you would think that like pandemic, like they've had all this time, like, no, yeah like pandemic I'm home and I'm really realizing like I need to like scrub my floorboards and like you know, yeah I'm like now's the time <laughs> yeah. like now I have to do all this other the stuff. only so bright still, side like, of the pandemic that I can see and I wasn't even that much of a social person before but like I am I do find that because I can't like social obligations are at least less and so I have a yeah. little bit more time but I will I'm with you like my house is the cleanest has ever been and yeah. um and I enjoy it I actually enjoy having the time to be organized it helps my head I think it almost mm-hmm. it's a it's almost a weird variable to the writing element because if my house is clean like I feel like I can write which is such a type a thing to admit of myself but no I, I, I agree <laughs> yeah and I also find that I write better, like, if I put my makeup on. That's like, if I put my makeup on and I do my hair, like, I'm more productive. And I don't know why, because I hate, like, if I'm not working, like, the last thing I want to do is do my hair and makeup. But I always find that I do because it helps me write better. Interesting. Noted for Mary Elizabeth. I'm going to try that. <laughs> I don't know. It makes me just feel more put together, I guess. Yeah, I can see that totally being like a, a good element. That's so funny. Like in the morning, I like try to catch like the quiet of the morning. Like my boyfriend sleeps late. So I'll like go and make coffee and then like walk to my office pantsless. But maybe I should put on pants and wear makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it might help. Yeah, I think it might. I'm going to give it a try this weekend. <laughs> so what advice would you give to writers? Because I know a lot of writers go through this lull you know, if you were to give uh, writers who are taking a break, because I think everyone is hard on themselves and taking a break is totally okay. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm always on the side of, you know, just do it. If you're going to write, just do it, but it's okay to take a break. Mm-hmm. So if, what would advice would you give a writer who's afraid to get back into writing after being out of it for so long? I mean, I was totally afraid to like, I was like, nobody's going to read this. Nobody, no, you know, because it, the even the readers like the readers come and go so quickly I mean there's a nice group that have been here since the beginning and who follow you know all of us um but I mean you leave you leave social media for a week and you come back and all of a sudden everything's different oh yeah you know so that could be really intimidating for um for anyone but especially a writer who has taken some time off but I mean really you just gotta you just have to do it. Yeah. Like that's just that's just all there is to it. Like if it's something that's important to you, and it has to be beyond the money. Like it has to be it has to be past that because if you're just doing this for the money only, you're going to be disappointed. Like that's just yeah, you I know, totally agree. Um, it has to be something that you really love. And if it's something you really love and you like telling stories, like just go for it. Yeah, just do it. That's just, I, I feel the same. Really all there is to it. I know it was scary for me getting back into it. The, the element that I found scariest, well, there's two pieces. It was because uh, unlike you, which I think was the total right move was I didn't really stay connected with people as much as I should have. Really what I did when I didn't write is I, I went and like dated, like I was single when I was writing. And I, I always joke mm-hmm. with people that I I stopped writing and jumped on Tinder, which is great writing material. I don't know why I wasn't writing while I was on <laughs> Tinder, but I like found love and like moved in with my boyfriend. Um, but but I feel like almost that was a weird detriment. But the, the thing I was scared of was one, reconnecting with the author community. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm gone. Please, please take me back. And they were, they're always awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's been really great reconnecting with people. And secondly was, you know, because another element is the, like you said earlier, the book industry, the publishing industry changes so fast. So yeah. the one thing I did have to do was like almost 
when you're gone three years, I feel like I almost had to reteach myself. Luckily, like mm-hmm. some elements were the same, like formatting an ebook was the same, except there's new programs. And I was like, ah, um, yeah. but, you know, I feel like that that was the scary part was almost relearning the industry. But mm-hmm. my two cents would be like, the information is always there online and you can always ask people, yeah. but, uh, but it is scary getting back into it, but you totally can, but you just have to do it. Like if you don't know something, yes. Google it. If you want to write something yeah. and it's in your heart, just, just write it um, and do it for mm-hmm. yourself. I think that's, that's really good piece of advice where, you know, try not to go in for the money. If you're getting back into it, just yeah, from the heart. not at all do it from the heart um I mean it's good to have like goals and things like that but I mean especially for first-time authors like if you're going into thinking you're gonna be a million overnight like it's not gonna happen and if you go in there with that mindset you're gonna it's just gonna like derail everything you don't want to be disappointed that's super disheartening like if you think you're gonna come out being you know I don't know a huge huge author like everyone always jokes oh you know, Stephen King, you know, you're gonna make a bunch of money or use out your goal. I'm like, I don't, Stephen King is such an outlier. And by the way, I don't write what Stephen King writes. So why are we talking? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> but Stephen King is like, just one of a yeah, kind. Yeah, one of a know, kind, like, like total yeah. elite situation. My old boss used to say, and, and bless his heart, he was super, super sweet and very supportive. He, when I like actually quit the job, he was like, I just keep, and he would always say it to me. He'd always go, I can't wait till you have that castle on the hill. Cause he would compare me to JK Rowling. And I was like, you're very sweet. Uh. <laughs> But, but, but I, I appreciate it. But I, I think that JK Rowling is a, a crazy, insane tier all her own. I would just, yeah. I, I would just be happy selling books and not having to have a day job, I guess. I don't know. I don't, sometimes I don't know what the goal is. I keep just trying to focus on the writing element, but I thought yeah. it was always very sweet. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll see you on the castle on the hill someday. I'm like, okay, sure. Aww. I know. He's so sweet. <laughs> um, <laughs> So um, I, I keep saying I loved Tramp and um, I thought it was super gritty and super sexy. And I really loved the suspense element. It made me realize that I don't read enough romantic suspense, which I know yeah. you had mentioned um, when when we were talking via email and on the forum that it's one of your favorite um, genres. Um, I, oh, and I don't want to give that. any spoilers to anybody who's reading this book. We actually had someone come on our Instagram that they were reading it at this very moment. So and they were oh, really hey. enjoying it. Yeah. Um, what inspired you to write this? book I really loved the kind of unveils and the elements towards the end and um I thought the writing was also really sharp I also want to mention that um yeah as a writer I was like damn Mary this is good (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I I I really pride myself in like my prose and you know like I'm I'm still you know getting it together and and fine-tuning it but I'm I'm actually especially after so much time off I'm I'm really happy with Tramp um but the idea for it actually came to me, oh God, probably like, I want to say I was still writing low. So when was that? That was a year ago. Okay. So I was listening to the radio and it was um, serious, you know, so it's like satellite radio where you're like allowed to cuss and talk about bad things <laughs> or whatever. And um, one of the DJs on the station I was listening to was talking about how he heard that you could hire, and okay, this is Los Angeles, okay, <laughs> that you could hire a prostitute to come to your place of work. And I was like, well, oh my God, that is genius. Not because, you know, <laughs> because I'm into prostitution, but because that's just like, that's so innovative. Like yeah. to think like, okay, so you think about prostitution or the stereotype of it, it's, you know, it's on the street corners or in bars or casinos. But to think about like being so high end that you get hired to go into someone's office, like, and nobody even knows, like, you're just a client, you could be, quote yeah, unquote like, client. you could be at the, exactly, you could be at the freaking doctor's, and the lady next, sitting next to you could be a prostitute, and you have no freaking idea, and so, I was like, that's a genius, and I definitely and had that me, feeling like, in Vegas, though, have you ever been, like, sitting somewhere, and there's a girl next to you, and you go, I think <laughs> I know what she does, <laughs> Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a little bit more likely than, yeah. you know, like. Um, so, and then I have this thing, like, when I write, like, I just write strong women. like I, I, Which is awesome. Yeah, I just have a thing. I think girl power all the way. And if I'm going to, you know, talk about feminism, I'm going to, like, write it, you know. So um, I didn't want it to be, like, a, a stereotype where this girl has this terrible past and she needs to be saved like i'm i'm yeah she's her own hero no for sure yeah she is her own hero and she's gonna take control and you know i mean she uh, lydia 
who's who's the lead in Tramp. I mean, she comes. She has a terrible past, and um, she's dealing with it the best way she knows how, and she thinks that she's doing it right. Um, and when she discovers that maybe there's more for me, like she takes control and she figures it out, and that's that's a big deal. For yeah, me. I like that she's kind so. of the hero of her own story, but she's also flawed mm-hmm. because that makes it real. Like everyone yeah. stumbles mm-hmm. and figures out. Like you figure, you think you have it figured out, but really, there's there's always room for learning and adapting. And I think that that's kind of the cool part yeah. about her is that she is so adaptable. Which you kind of get from the very first moment that you meet her that she is kind of like a chameleon. She can kind of fit in anything, but it's that learning process yeah. that's really kind of cool. And also, mm-hmm. she's pretty badass. So. Um, yeah she's amazing yeah it's it's nice it's which is like and and I feel like with with Tramp and Lydia um that you go you you're as soon as you get into Tramp first chapter like you know you're up up against the wall with her like she's giving you what she wants to give you and it's what she gives her clients and everybody else in her life and it's and it's the more you read is her walls start coming down so you're so as her walls come down with talent who is her love interest they're also coming down with the reader um, and so then by the end of the book, you think that you have like a good idea of who Lydia mm-hmm. is. Um, now with Harlot and Camilla, it's like opposite. You go into the book and Camilla is like, she's just like so vulnerable and you get to experience all that with her. She's just starting out, um, right? And she's yeah, just starting just out. Yeah. out. I'm, I'm interested to hear more about her past. When does that book come out? I am um, my... So I've been kind of like hesitant to oh, say just sense. because um, no, <laughs> but I have like, I'm, I definitely want to it, March is like my, I'm really, really aiming for a March release. Okay, cool. So we'll, we'll hope for a, a spring release on that. And I didn't realize that it would be a three book series until I was looking through the book again. And that's really exciting. So, and I, I saw like 2021 for both books. So that's a, that's a fun big yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so Harlot is Camilla and Wilder, who Talent and Wilder are brothers. Mm-hmm. So Camilla and Wilder get their own book, which is the second book, which is like segue into the conclusion of Lydia and Talent's story, which is going to be book three, which is in Talent's point of view. So it's his point of view in the third book. How fun. That'll be awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so and then that and that book will kind of get like talent story and how i mean if you've read tramp you'd know he's not as perfect as which i loved that reveal i don't know there was something about that (laughs) reveal there i was like yes yeah i i like that he's not like also another person who's not the perfect hero and he's super hunky Mm -hmm. and dreamy but also i love the (laughs) the push and pull between the relationship um yeah it definitely Mm -hmm. was a lot of fun and it seems like he's trying to figure it out as he goes too but still you know, oh, still your favorite hero in the book, you know, like favorite leading guy, you know, super, you know, yeah. I don't know, strong and domineering and super sexy and all that sort of stuff. So it'll be very yeah. cool to get. I didn't realize that it'll be so fun to get his point of view in the third book. So readers keep an eye out for that this year. I know. I did. <laughs> um, so with all the chaos that's going on and the, you know, writing and keeping up with family and all this sort of stuff from politics to whatever drama is ensuing in the world, how do you stay focused? Uh, do you find it easier or, or I can, we actually kind of covered this easier or harder to write with the pandemic? I'm not sure if it's, if it's sort of a null thing where it's just a matter of, it's just the right time and, you know, the environment's right, but with everything going on, how do you stay focused? Honestly, I mind my own business. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's like the biggest one and even being in like involved the book world and you know and keeping up my relationships and stuff like that like focus on yourself like seriously um and as far as like the pandemic goes like I feel like it hasn't made a difference to me for my writing (laughs) like I wish like I was like awesome enough to be like yeah I've taken the last eight months and just wrote 1700 books no I haven't it is funny my friend was like when it started she was like we're gonna write so many books during the pandemic and that was like Mm -hmm. March and I was like you're right we are gonna write so many books and here we are in January and I'm like "Mm, I haven't finished yet (laughs) I'm like 80% done but yeah just yeah yeah when pandemic first started I was like I'm not gonna wear makeup the whole time (laughs) because it was like still back then it was like the 14 days to slow the spread or whatever (laughs) yeah and so like my my thought process when it first happened was like my skin's gonna be so clear like it, like it wasn't that I was gonna write like a massive amount of books but 
I mean, I'm happy with what I have written. I, I really, really am. Um, I think that's all like you I can said, ask tra- for in a pandemic where if, yeah. like, if you're happy, then like, that's good because <laughs> yeah, I think a lot exactly. of people are struggling right now. And it's like, all I can do, like, I mean, I know self-care is like the theme of the pandemic, but <laughs> it really is important to kind of keep yourself in a good headspace to do anything really because I think it's so easy to slip it's just like and you do with Mm -hmm. the news like I sort of like you know all it takes is a piece of news to put me in like the worst mood and I go wait wait 100% go back you know try try to go back to that Uh, another thing is I told myself I would lose weight I was like oh I'm gonna work out more yeah right yeah (laughs) I did for like the beginning and then like second half I I lost it you know what's been like really amazing during like pandemic is okay tiger king of, of course. course that was like in the very except beginning those new episodes and which one the those? the one where the ryan's where they interviewed him from jail oh yeah, yeah i was yeah, like yeah. no i, I want to go back to that. the drama yeah crazy okay so i think you know everybody in the world watched that and then i binge watched Every single 90 Day Fiance, all the spinoffs, all the pillow talks, like that was my life for like a good two months. And then, of course, Stephanie Meyer came out with uh, Midnight Sun. That was another one that was really great. I get so sad when I mean I'm not I used I'm not really a big TV series watcher but I definitely have gotten into certain things during the pandemic I, I mean but like Mandalorian and then I made my boyfriend rewatch Game okay. of Thrones yeah he's never seen oh, it so I it was kind of a nice okay. rewatch but I did just finish Bridgerton which was the first like romantic esque okay. thing that I feel like yeah. I got into recently um but but yeah, I feel like there's certain I, you like almost hop from like one pop culture mm-hmm. like series or experience to the next. Oh, also yeah, I haven't got into that. Yeah, one yet. Uh, the Great British Baking Show has definitely helped me get through <laughs> the pandemic. <laughs> I'm actually really sad it's over. I'm like, oh man. So no, could you imagine if we took all this energy watching these TV shows into our work and how many? But yeah, we would be writing some. Lol. Yeah. Here. No way. <laughs> <laughs> there was um I knew I had kind of fallen off this weird ledge when I was trying to convince someone. And it's funny, I only I have a couple friends who actually agree with me, but I was trying to pitch on Netflix, they have this it's it, when I finished British Baking Show, they have this uh reality competition show for glass blowers. And it's like an art show called Blow. And I was trying to pitch oh. this glass blowing contest show to someone. And they looked at me like I had lost my mind. I was like, stick with me here. <laughs> stick with me here. They make pieces of art. And each episode is themed. And it's like, wow, how do you do that? And they're like, yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so that's, that's those awesome. are my level. Of, that's that's what it's been getting me Hey, I know, right? I, I know. I feel like that's a weird <laughs> confession to just confess to the podcast waves that I got attached to the glass blowing show. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, you guys started this podcast, though, that's right? True. Like, yeah, it's it was. That's like that's a big deal. It is, and I've always wanted to start a podcast, and then it was like now's a good time. But it was weird because in the beginning, and, and me and Cara always talk about this. I wish she was here so she could chime in. But it was like um, we had all the time at the beginning of the pandemic like I was furloughed for a period Mm -hmm. of time and then even when I got back into work it was a little slow moving and then Cara was kind of working through everything and and she was furloughed and we were like let's start a podcast and we had all the time in Mm -hmm. the world and then like you know and then you add like unemployment elements and like all this sort of stuff and it started to get harder to get into this rhythm but now now we're trying to get back into it we have plans for for the year but it was interesting to start the pandemic I mean start yeah, start the pandemic with the podcast and be really excited and have this really great flow. But I think with any project, just like writing and everything, it's like you mm-hmm. hit these different like emotional and mental states throughout the pandemic. Like it just comes in waves. Yeah. So I think that's been an interesting combat, but I think it is a really great thing to come out of the pandemic. I'm really excited to have the podcast. I, I And it's interesting. I always wanted to start a podcast. And then I started to realize that there are so many amazing book podcasts out there. There. I didn't really know that it was as much. I listen to mainly true crime podcasts, so I had no yeah. idea. Um, but there's a lot of really good ones out there. So it's been kind of cool connecting with. It's opened up another window, uh, technically. So another door to yeah. uh, to the book world, which is kind of cool. Um, so definitely a fun element. I I mean, I'll always take projects, but they always get in the way of writing. Honestly, 
Yeah. So what do you think about like TikTok and this whole like book talk thing that's going on? Funny. Um, I also work in marketing and I talk about this all the time at work because I like, uh-huh. am so hesitant. Um, like I, I understand TikTok. It's funny. I keep hearing on like the interwebs from authors that they're selling yeah. a shit ton of books. Yes. They're selling so many books. I know. Um, and I go, I want in. <laughs> you know, I want in on this. Right? That's what I think too. It's like, I want in, but like, I don't want to like dance. Like, no, honestly. I don't want to dance. <laughs> I'm way too introverted for so, TikTok. Like I just, yeah. The one thing I've been doing is, <laughs> so I did a start a TikTok and what's nice is you can like dual share, right? If you create a reel or a TikTok and you share on either platform, thank goodness. Cause I don't want to create two different pieces of content, but, yeah. but I started, this is my workaround because I do have a series of TikToks and series of reels. I like by series, I mean like five <laughs> So okay. is I will watch reels and anyone authors listening out there who's looking for some window this is my this is like my like way in is as i watch reels because i used to not because i thought oh it's for the children and i'm like okay no i have to get into this and i started to realize that i really enjoy them and they're super funny and and they're they are addicting and i i totally get all these things but as i started watching um and i started realizing that there's book talk book talk is huge right people are selling their books Mm -hmm. on there and there's amazing book bloggers and booktubers who are creating also hilarious content because I feel like a lot of it is funny um but a lot of it also is informational you know what book recommendations and also um you know what this is what my book's about but um as far as me personally there's been two things is I will watch these reels and I will see funny reels or tiktoks and if the quote like it'll be like a movie line or something funny or even something really generic even if it's related to shopping and I will suddenly think of how I can apply it to the book community like I did one okay I like I saw a funny quote one where uh like the guy was that I don't even know where it's from Mary. I have no idea even the origins but this TikTok was like um you know the quote is did we just become best friends oh my god did we just become best friends and it is and I just kind of did a TikTok and I held a book and I pretended that I was reading it and I saw someone reading the same book and I did the same line even though I saw the quote used in reference to like Amazon shopping, I found a way to apply it to like nerdy book things. So I don't know if that helps anyone out there. Um, because also I, it's hard to create original content. Like, I think that that's kind of an original, I I, I guess I can claim it as original, but I'm using sort of, uh, you know, I'm using the same audio, but that's been, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's kind of like TikTok's thing though, right? right? Like these trends that they have, like you take the audio and then everybody, I mean, cause my kids, I, my twins are 15 and um, they are like, they've been into TikTok. Like when it first started, I was like, that's so stupid. No, they they send me TikToks all day long. And it's like, you could tell like every other day, like the trend changes. So it's always like the same audio, but then, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's funny. I have one video that I haven't even published yet. This is how lazy I've been, honestly, is um, because I've seen this trend where authors will like be holding their book and then they'll have text that goes, you know, what's, you know, what's your book about? And then it'll be just a flash of series of images, which I think is a kind of a cool I just one. saw one. Yeah. So I have one created, yeah. but I literally have not finished it. That's a, that's a accountability thing on my part right now. <laughs> it's sitting there yeah. unfinished, but you know, I'm holding my most recent book and I, it's funny. Cause I sometimes like, I, I luckily I had a Pinterest board associated with this book when I first started writing it forever ago. And so I already had kind of a collection of photos that inspired me from the book. So, so that's another really easy way I think to do it. I, I follow so many like book bloggers. So I don't see as many author TikToks as I probably should because I feel like that's the way you key in right you have to kind of watch all the things in tune. yeah so um but I like I'll see these you know these career authors who are writing like 300 books in a year or something and mm-hmm. um and they're like saying oh I've sold you know thousands of books so many I've had so many sales through TikTok you got to get in on this and all the comments are literally the ex- exact same how what are you posting what are you doing what, what what's the what's the yeah. magic formula you know it's always this formula situation whether it's books and now it's always. TikTok so um yeah I don't know like I I don't know what the I I wish it was like I think the original question Mary was what are my thoughts I wish we didn't have to do it I'll put it that way 
Yeah, me too. I feel like I've been putting it off ever since like, and it's gotten really big within like the last month. And I've just been trying to like ignore it, you know, like I'm busy writing, like I don't have time. But I feel like it's like, I can't ignore it anymore. Like I have to like, and so I made a TikTok and I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know. I'd like, (laughs) it makes me feel my age. Like I feel like, like I'm only 36, but like, I feel like like on my mom like who doesn't know how to Instagram weird that it's like we finally hit that like I I I feel like most things don't make me feel old like I feel really keyed in I watch the same things that everyone else watches like I I'm really keyed in but you confront me with TikTok and I'm like but I and then I feel like I swear somebody said to me okay boomer and I was like holy crap I'm not a boomer I was like so upset I was like there's that look at I I, I literally am even speechless thinking about it right now. Right? Oh my god! I would. Yeah, I was just like baffled. Favorite. I was like, "That is my parents! How dare you!" Um, <laughs> so I'm. I, I actually started one for work, and I work for a like a food like a food manufacturer, and we're doing like kind of like recipe TikToks. But it's like I, I'm I'm upset that my bosses are asking me to do it. So, <laughs> but I have to find a way. I mean, that's kind of the thing, and so the dual thing is I'm like, okay, if I can apply it here, I can apply it to my job and then I can apply it to author stuff. So I just, I'm trying to find a way in. And again, it's another one of these things that I think regardless of whether I hate it or not, um, I do enjoy watching them. Like, like you said, like your kids are sending you them. I have friends who send them to me all the time too. And it's just like, they Mm -hmm. are entertaining. Like no doubt. I'd like, I, I feel like I, can't deny that that there are some that are really good and again like that if you haven't you know listeners out there if you haven't checked the hashtag uh book talk on tiktok there's a lot of really great stuff out there and genius stuff where i go god they're so funny they're either completely original tiktoks where they're recording skits which is like wow how and then um or they're you know uh doing recommendations and stuff like that so i I, as much as I hate it, I think it is kind of cool. I just wish I didn't have to. That's yeah. Same, same, same. Yeah. And it's like, you got to get, if you don't get in on it now, you don't want to have to get on it later, you know, where yeah. then it's overwhelmed. Like it's like in 2013, we were talking about starting writing. I feel like that was such a great prime time. And then it becomes this like swamp, like five years later, it's just an overwhelmed yeah. pool of people getting in on everything. Yeah. And that's not to say it's not necessarily a good thing, but if everyone was, you know, there's, there's a lot of good and bad and great and, and okay, you know, it's just a massive pool. So it's harder for those really yeah. great, incredible authors to rise up. And, and then you add all the other elements to it. It's, it's, it's all about, you know, trying to figure out how to make your way. And on top of it, mm-hmm. the book talk thing or the TikTok thing is finding the time. I think that's actually the biggest problem for me. Like I've kind of figured yeah. out kind of how to get in a little bit, but now, especially after the holidays, like I'm trying to find the time to like get back into social media and like get back into other stuff and even the podcast. And, and it's like, I don't have enough time in the day like that's what it kind of starts to feel like I'm, I'm like how do these people mm-hmm. have the time I don't know I don't know how they do it I have no <laughs> idea like I wish they could tell me how they have the time but again it's like it goes back to kind of almost the same advice that we were talking about earlier it's like just it's just do it damn it I don't want to but I just yeah. do it um yeah yeah. So talking about tools and the publishing industry and writing, do you have a favorite writing tool or online tool or something that you really use that is really helpful to your writing process or kind of getting back into it? I know a lot of times writers who are trying to get back into it are trying to find that like prime tool that helps ease things, whether it's a graphics tool or like a writing tool. You know what? I feel like with me, like I, I do well with simple, like I don't, so my outlines are always really, um, my outlines are always really very complete from like, from beginning to end. And I usually print them out into like a notebook at Staples and they'll like bind it, you know, and I'll leave room for me to cool. write. Like as I write, but other than that, like really just my computer. Like I don't do like the dictation, the th- you know, the yeah. thing where you like talk, like everybody always tells me to do that. Like I oh, can't, I like, literally all I could do I sit on my computer and like use my word doc and and my outline and that's it but I did just get some noise canceling headphones and those are actually really awesome oh that's cool 
but as far as like programs to help me like keep track of my work count or you know I, I can't with all yeah. that busy stuff like it just doesn't work for well me. I do love the idea of having an outline and going and getting it printed out and have like bind yeah. it. that's kind of awesome I've never thought of that that's so my outline is very detailed so I I get all of my all of my character like inspiration pictures and I'll put it I'll put those in there and then I'll put like you know, because sometimes when you're writing, like, especially with, like, secondary characters, like, you forget what their birthday was if they had one, you know? And so you always find yourself going back and trying yeah. to figure it out. So I have, like, the picture of who I see as a character, and then I have all their personal stuff. And then from there, I go into, like, beginning, middle, and end. And I always leave room so I could, you know, because things change, but... It's really important for me to have a detail. I love it. It's like having, like, a little encyclopedia, like on hand, mm -hmm. a little research tool that you can always reference. Yep. That's, that's really cool. So, yeah. I mean, I think that still counts yeah. as kind of a cool writing tool. That's, that's very neat. And it's probably pretty boring, but it works for me. <laughs> no, <you know>? I, <laughs> mean, <laughs> I mean, by the time I'm done writing the book, the outline is like completely scribbled all sure, over. But I mean, but that's the uh, part usually about like, it. You got it printed and then you can yeah. use it as your own little workbook. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But other than that, no, I just, I sit at my, I don't even like have an office. Like I used to sit on the couch, but now I'm getting older. It hurts my back. <laughs> so <laughs> I sit at the kitchen table and I, you know, my dog is next to me and I have my headphones on. And that's yeah. It. Someone told me they write all their books like from bed on their laptop. I was like, oh my God, my oh, back. <laughs> my back hurts. Never. I, <laughs> <laughs> I last for like oh, no. 20 minutes sitting on my bed with my laptop and then I lay down and then I sit up and then I lay down and I'm like, okay, I'm going yeah maybe in the in our twilight fan fiction days yeah. like yeah. that, but not, <laughs> not in yeah. the domesticated almost 40 year old days. yeah i want i want a comfy chair in a in a surface <laughs> <laughs> so i uh, i saw that you got character illustrations which look awesome i saw you post them on your instagram and they're also yes. designed by sophie hargraves i just kind of want to do a little shout out to her because she also did our podcast art and i just think your art came out so cool and i love the idea of um you know having just getting to see your characters come to life through an awesome independent artist like sophie like her style is so cool so what was that like seeing you know working with her and getting to see it's one thing getting like a you know a portrait done you know for for social or something like that for a website but to see your characters come to life that's that's pretty neat what was that like I actually found her from oh you guys, awesome from I saw your I think you guys mentioned her on Instagram I mean obviously she's the cover of your podcast um but I saw her and I was like oh my god that is so freaking cute and so after my writer's block and the time between I had from when I finished Tramp and from when Tramp actually published, I had probably like a good two months in there. And um, I knew that like, I didn't want to go back to not being like a writing writer anymore. So during that time, I kind of planned out my 2021 year. And one of my biggest goals for this year is just to be more copacetic. Like I want my brand um, just to be more fluid and you know like I want it to all match and you know if, if someone sees and I haven't really started rolling this stuff out yet um the character pictures were the very beginning of it but um I had my logo redone I had those character pictures redone most of my back um backlist are getting brand new covers awesome. um so with the idea of hopefully we'll be able to start doing book signings again. I wanted to have like special stuff for book signings. And so illustration is kind of big right mm. now, but I don't, I didn't want like a cartoony kind of thing. I wanted to keep it still kind of unique. And so when I saw your guys' podcast um, illustration, I was like, Oh my God, that's yeah, so perfect. Art is so, well, it's and then, edgy oh too. Gosh, I like it. Mm -hmm. And that was a big thing for me because like my tagline is like romance with an edge. So I don't want to be like, you know, you're, I, I'm, I still want to be like edgy, but while still fitting in, you yeah. know? <laughs> um, so um, when she, I asked her, you know, what were the options? Cause I didn't go with the same option for every single book. Every, I want to say maybe like dusty is full color. And then like closer is like partial color. And, uh, and so I try to go something different why would they all look the same. Um, but my, my goal with those is when we start doing 
book signings again, I'm going to have like special swag made and maybe, you know, mugs and, and uh, bookmarks, things like that. There you go. That's a great idea. Um, I, I think that's really cool yeah. to make each book a little bit different. So they're a little bit more differentiating, like the style. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really cool. And read, listeners out there, if you ever want to check out Sophie's art, she's on Instagram. I would definitely recommend giving her a follow and go support those independent artists. She does some really cool stuff. And definitely go check out Mary's Instagram so you can see her illustrations because I just think it's really a cool process seeing your characters come to life and working with an artist and just, it's, it's always really neat. And, and you're right. Like illustrations are very in right now and kind of piggybacks on our TikTok conversation. I see that in book description, TikToks, the illustration element, really? mm -hmm. mainly it's with fantasy, yeah. but maybe that's like a Avenue that needs to be explored, Mary. Maybe that's an unknown yeah. with the illustration element in romance. I mean, I know obviously illustrated covers are sort of big right now, but that style with, mm -hmm. with Sophie is, still very very different but i see oh, she's fantastic yeah she's great and it was so much fun like when she when we started really talking about doing it i told her i was like i want them for every single one of my full-length books you know and she was down for it and i had to like give like a description about how i see them but still she brought them back to me i was like oh my god like this is like it just blew my mind like it was just so much better than even even i thought yeah, and I know she she shares the one for closer quite often, but I think I feel like my favorite one that she did was probably for True Love Way, and it's just the the character's name is Penelope, and it's just her by herself with her heart shaped glasses, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really cool, and I think when signings do happen, they will be a really cool thing, and I think readers will yeah. really want them. They're very cool to have. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm going to break into our, um, I have this kind of element where I thought it would be fun to do this quick, like five question breakdown without thinking sort of um, answers. Um, okay. And we'll just kind of dive right into it. So your favorite book? Uh, Lolita. Why? That is just my, I feel like that book, like it was hard to read, but that literally changed everything about the way I read and write. Like fantastic book. Awesome. Uh, who is your author hero? Gillian Flynn. Mm, nice. Uh, why is romantic sp suspense one of your favorite genres? Gillian Flynn. Ah. Like, she's only three books. Like, those three books are like the most amazing books in the world. And like, okay, so not to be, you know, I love Taryn Fisher. Um, I really love the direction that she's gone into. Um, the Wives, the Wives I liked, yeah. but her newest book, The Wrong Family, is like right up there with like top notch suspense. And like, have you read it? No, I haven't. I read The Wives, mm -hmm. um, which I, a lot of people loved. I, I love all of her stuff, yeah. all of her stuff. But I was like, mm, I, I'm not my favorite Taryn book. Yes. But I, I will go really, order this book. If you say this is like really, good really good suspense. Okay, I'm so all listen for it. to the audiobook. The audiobook yes, and narrator definitely. was stellar. It's, it's a great book. And, and I'm like super picky. Taryn has totally reinvented herself with this one. It's just fantastic. I, and it's mm -hmm. amazing. Her, the reinvention, I'm just in awe of it. I totally agree. It's that's still, super yeah, awesome. That, that's um, so would you say, is that I the last finished. book you read? That's my last question. Um, What's the last book you read? I just finished it last week. And I'm kind of weird, like, where I don't like to, like, listen to a lot of stuff. Or I read a lot of books while I'm writing, especially within, like, the same genre as I write. So I, I felt like I was safe with that one without myself starting to compare like why am I not like Taryn Fisher um but um <laughs> well it's always good to like like I always feel like whenever I read a Colleen Hoover book like her writing always no matter how many books I read of hers I'm always kind like yeah I always finish it going well that finish is so exactly. nice and the writing is so concise and I go I want to write like that there's like definitely a handful of authors where I go mm -hmm. this is who I would like to write like I don't want to write their books but i want to write yeah, like uh -huh. them like they're just and i and i, I want to get to their level i guess essentially follow taryn for quite a while um and so i've, I've read most of her books um but what she's done like with the last two especially this last one yeah i can't i can't recommend it enough it, it's just really great i'll check it out on audio i was gonna i think it's actually it might be even sitting yeah. in my amazon cart because i saw someone post about it and i didn't know it was already released so um i'll definitely go check it out 
Well, Mary, it was really awesome having you as our first author interview. And um, I just wanted to give you a moment to, you know, where can we find you? Where where should people go to find you? And is there anything that you would like listeners to know about um, any upcoming yeah, projects I mean, or where to follow you at? <laughs> go, have at it. I'm just joking. Um, um, <laughs> probably Instagram, Mary Elizabeth Romance. Um, that's probably where I'm most present. Um, my Facebook group, Mary's Little Lambs. I'm in there quite often. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to get better about my social media. So maybe TikTok. I made a TikTok. It's Mary Elizabeth Romance also. <laughs> Everyone go follow her and yeah. then go encourage the TikToks, <laughs> tag her in all the TikToks. <laughs> Well, Mary, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. It was good catching up. I'm really excited to read Harlot and the rest of that series. And um, if you're listening to this, go yeah, check out all of her books. And so yeah, nervous, thank you so much. You, made it very easy. you did great. <laughs> so don't fret none. Um, awesome. Well, thanks so much. And everyone, uh, definitely go follow her and keep out, keep a listen for the next episode. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Um,